Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Azerbaijan, you are listening to the Six Bits podcast. Six Bits? There's no there. I apologise. Six Bits podcast. My name is I don't think it is a podcast either, actually. It's just Six Bits. Six Bits. Oh, Six Bits. Yeah. But it is a podcast. But then again, you know it's a podcast because, like, you're listening to it on a podcast platform. You're not like, it's not like this is coming to you on, uh, on, on a cinema screen or something. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not long awake from my nap. Go on. It's not. And can I just say, if it were coming to you on a cinema screen right now, seeing Foley yeah. in a cinema screen, you the don't way need that. he is right that. now, no. like I can see the sleep in his eyes over Skype. He looks dozy. He looks like he's yeah. ready for a gin and tonic. He it's too early looks... for a gin and tonic. It's it's only 20 to 5 of a Saturday afternoon. and Not, uh, not too early. Uh, give, give me another 15 minutes or so. And uh, the, the hair is getting more and more Einstein-esque as the days go by. Yeah. It's uh, good. Uh, thanks, babes. Thanks. I really like it. It's getting curlier and curlier. Six Bits Podge. So what we do, we chat about a few bits. Uh, we do this every single day. And you can get in contact with us by emailing us. It's sixbitspod at gmail.com. Raymond, would you like to start? I'll start if you like. There are two yeah. brand new Labour leaders. We've got Keir Starmer in the UK. And we've got Alan Kelly uh, over here on this side of the water. We've got Irish Labour Party has elected a new leader. He was up against Aon O'Reardon. I said there's a few ladies listening this morning. Wouldn't mind being up against Aon O'Reardon, eh? Ayo! Uh, and uh, they also, um, in the UK, it was uh, Keir, Keir Starmer. He, he pipped he pipped it at the post there. Keir Starmer looks like he could be in um, a cartoon. He's got the jaw of someone from, you know, those old Batman cartoons where they have the very big jaw? Oh, yeah. Keir Starmer has one of those. It's a very strong jaw is Keir Starmer's. The ladies would also like to be, the lady and gentlemen would like to be up again a wall with Keir Starmer. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a bad looking bunch of candidates, it must be said for the... Uh... Um, these two elections, they kind of went under the radar, didn't they? Uh, yeah, because uh, yeah. there was um, the Bond movie launch, isn't that it? Isn't that, isn't that what all the um, media attention has been uh, sucked up with this mass. Everyone very uh, interested in Daniel Craig. I can't Craig's. think of anything else I've been thinking about or talking about bar Bond. Yeah, yeah nothing else going on in the world. James Bond this, James Bond the other. And then, of course, the big question whether or not Daniel Craig will reprise the role for another round. He insists he won't, but he's just simply playing footsie with the broccolis. Isn't that? He's been doing a, that for a long time now. He sure but has. I, I, think, I think he's done. I, I can't believe we've gone from Alan Kelly to to uh, to Daniel Craig, but we have because he was so good in Knives Out that it's like okay, I've distanced myself from Bond now. I can do other things because that do can be so hard. Do you actually think he was so good in Knives Out? I really or was, enjoyed. Knives I Out. think Knives Out was for him just a palate cleanser. I don't think he was particular. I don't think he was like it was like a panto role. It's like I'll do this yeah. for a bit of crack and a yeah, but that's not like. I don't know. It's it's not like top tier or top level acting. When you say he was so good, he was he was enjoyable. It was a romp. It was like a there's a man enjoying himself. But I don't know if it's necessarily a kind of a like oh he's clearly distanced himself from the Bond role because he was 
he, he's done this incredible performance that has taken us off in a but, startling new direction. I mean, it's clearly Daniel Craig putting on a funny accent and then enjoy, enjoying himself in a kind of a having the crack to, sort of, I, I'll go and do that for a couple of weeks. I don't know. Anyone. What, what do you It's because everything you watch, it's just Christian Bale with a funny accent. Do you know, you could say that of absolutely uh, no. anyone. I just think it was great crack because... Um, often when you have these things placed upon you, mm. it's like you're always James Bond. Remember p- poor Brandon Routh, Ruth, yeah. who became Superman. Like, God bless what him. What was the thing that he was, was still Superman in? Or he did a, a role where he was still... Oh, he has done Superman in a different dimension, hasn't he? In the Supergirl, the new Supergirl. Um, yes. Uh, which is very clever. And he, he did a role, didn't he, in... What? Oh, stay, stay with me. What's? It's a cartoon. It's an. It's a comic book directed by um, Edgar Wright. Oh, where it's all video game themed. Scott uh, Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Didn't he do a superhero role in that as well? Oh, he might have actually. Yeah. Was that Did, was, pre? No, was it was pre. It was, oh, it was after Superman. Yeah, he was one of the boyfriends, wasn't he? And oh, and, he was. And Chris Evans was one of the boyfriends as well. Yeah. Yeah, and Chris Evans yeah. played Chris Evans sort of like as an actor who plays superheroes. Am I right? And yes. then your man was an actual superhero. Is he right? Or did he have superpowers, your man? But but there you go. He's been cast as, this is a superhero. This yeah. is all oh, yeah. parody now. Uh-huh. Whereas I think Daniel can go, right, I'm done. It's all, go look for your next James Bond, whether that be James Norton or Idris Elba or whoever the hell you want. But they'll probably have to go for someone in their late 30s this time so that they can have a 20 year run at it. I really like your man. Is it James? Is that who James Norton is? Who's James Norton? James Norton was in Grandchester. He was in War and Peace. He was going out with Jesse Buckley, the the Wild Rose from the Kingdom of Kerry. Um, I like her. She's fantastic. Yeah. I think she's amazing. Has she been on the um, Six O'clock Show? No, right. I tried. <laughs> Did try. I was like, get Jesse Buckley. Um, she did a gig in Wheelands. Uh, James Norton, very handsome, handsome English man. I think your man, the, your man, the Scottish fella, should do it next. Although he's very small, isn't he? But then again, Daniel he's, Craig's very small as well. Are you thinking of Rob Stark? Yes. Yeah, he's very small. But the, very so is Daniel small. Craig. Yeah, I think he'd be yeah, great. After Bodyguard, I was like, that's it, sold. Forget Craig. I've moved on. I've already done it. What do you make of this business? I think I already know your answer. Of a woman playing James Bond or Idris Elba, a, bla- a black man playing James Bond. No issue uh, at all. With the with the, with the the female playing James Bond, just have a Jane Bond, like have a different franchise. I enjoy James Bond as yeah. who he is. I don't care about the backstory that he has to be this white guy from Scotland. Couldn't give a crap about that at all. But then is it it's, James Bond though? I mean... But, but I, I, there are plenty. Idris Elba is fine to do it. I think a black actor is absolutely fine to do it. I just don't think it should be. And now it's going to be a woman that originally Salt, uh, you know that terrible movie with Angelina Jolie, um, was oh, meant yeah. to be a franchise Jesus, that would yeah. be corresponding a female version of James Bond. Actually, originally it was meant to be played by Tom Cruise, and then it went to Angelina Jolie, and that was just so bad. So. Leave the franchise as it is with males playing it and then just create something for, for women. It's easily done. But then with males playing it, if it's a black guy, it it hasn't, it, it's, there, there are some, it's just a basic uh, list. Like, it's like, he's a white guy. He's, he's, you know, he's, yeah, I suppose maybe. I, I don't, I, 
I think they're all different iterations of a Bond. Like we've seen many. I went down a deep, dark Reddit hole on Bond one night and you never want to go down a hole on Reddit. And uh, it's all these conspiracy theories about Bond. And you're just like, lads, it's a movie. It's good crack. For God's sake, it was just double entendres for 40 years. It's not high art. Calm down. Yeah, okay. I I take your point. I I would have originally, um, maybe it's because I'm sleepy. And anything you say, I will just agree with now. But uh, it's, <laughs> I was, I would have previously, even in, in asking you the question, I would have been a bit eye-rolly about Idris Elba doing it. And my, I, I think my position would be sort of like, Idris Elba is a big enough star that he can front a uh, born franchise or, yeah. do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be James Bond. Oh, it doesn't. Which, but which, I think it, I think it would mean a lot for people if it if it was someone like him. But then again, Idris Elba is kicking on himself. Mm-hmm. So Luther and yeah, like oh, oh you mean age wise? Age wise, right? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Like he is getting older himself, so I think they need to find someone. My thing with Richard Madden is yeah, is that his tiny little neck. <laughs> He just has such a small little neck. He's a wonderful actor. I love Bodyguard. I, he was great as Ron Stark, but he's got a tiny little neck. Okay. And I'm like, ah, you, that thing, that, that. No, he, no, all the women, all the Bond women would have to be four foot 11 for him That's to fun. see You tall. can get four foot 11 women in you films. Of, of course you can. you can. They've been doing that for Tom Cruise for years. Yeah. But... Uh, I always enjoyed watching movies with him and Cameron Diaz, uh, Vanilla Sky and Night and Day, because they've actually built crate. They built craters for her to stand in, so that he looked mm-hmm. taller. It was amazing. Um, so there are opinions on the two Labour leaders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, did you want to do the Labour number two then? But uh, the new release date for the James Bond movie. Uh, no Time to Die is November, am I right? They've pushed it out all the way to yes. November. It's, it should have been now, like right now, 2nd of April. Uh, but uh, it they've moved it to the, ba, 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 let me see, November 2020. The, the exact date isn't on it, but they've said it will be postponed until MGM, Universal and Bond producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. Broccoli. Announced today that after careful consideration and a thorough evaluation of the global theatrical marketplace, i.e. there isn't one, the release of No Time to Die would be postponed until Nov 2020. And that was, uh, that was a month ago now. That was, Jesus, can you, in a, in a more innocent time. Jesus, they were ahead of the curve though, weren't they? A month, a whole yeah. month ago? Uh, postponing it, they really were. Uh, I feel I, bad for Billie Eilish. Because I really like her Bond song, but it's kind of just faded into nothing because there's no movie to go with it. Right. You know, it's like... But there will be a movie to go with it. There will, but Oh, will they, they bring out another it? one? They could bring out another one, could they? I liked her one. I thought it was very good. Wouldn't it be creative I, to get her to do another one? To get Billie Eilish to do another Bond song for November. They could, the November they could come up with that. Yeah. But I really, it gets in my, it's just no time to die. It's re- Whenever I think of it, I always, I think it's a great song. Very good song. I, I haven't liked listened it a lot. to it. I didn't even bother. I didn't Jeez. even bother listening to it. You I knew am, what was going to happen. You knew COVID was going to shut the whole I am thing the, down. I am the worst, aren't I? I'm the worst. Uh, but yeah, now upon Radio consider- DJ, everybody. Radio DJ who plays music. Didn't even bother listening to the Bond song. You're that a fraud. Used, that shouldn't be used to anyone. Uh, and to- it should be used to you. 
Did you no, did, it, did you used to sit at your desk inside in Today FM RIP <laughs> and and RIP. put all play all those CDs? Every CD goes into the CD player with your headphones on. Headphones. Oh, do, don't don't interrupt her. She's listening to all of the CDs every day. To be fair, if I could have just played the five mega mix every day, there you go. I, I would have done that. Yeah, little mix mega mix. Uh, furthermore, I have never described myself as a DJ uh, except uh, in. Um, disparaging terms like when it's usually like it's like I'm only a DJ that's you know if I'm being negative about what I do for a living I call myself a DJ I generally call myself like a talker or a broadcaster or a gobshite a, a gobshite yeah but it's it's the talking bit is the uh, is my job that's what I put the work into the music someone else is paid to do that so <laughs> it's not him it's not him it's, it ain't me number two Sir Keir Starmer and Alan Kelly have just been named the leaders of the UK and Irish Labour parties, <laughs> respectively. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Are we leaving the first bit in? Yeah, that can be... Okay. Bo- that's number one was Bond. <laughs> Turned into Bond. So number okay. two number two is what we actually make of the situation. Um, uh, Keir Starmer, I always liked... and re- Will we start with, with the UK first? Yeah, let's do the UK. I always liked him and respected him. He was mm. he had some tussles uh, in his position as shadow uh, Brexit secretary. This is uh, under Corbyn. Uh, and do you remember Brexit, lads? Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> can, we, can we go back to Brexit and World War Three with Iran? What it was, good times! It was such an innocent time. Actually, they're talking about World War Three with China now. Have you seen that today? Yes. There's a warning from there's a warning that the right wingers in America are stoking a World War Three or Cold War with China by slagging off China for quote creating or releasing or inventing the uh, coronavirus and infecting the rest of the world. Uh, the only thing that I have with that is that China has consistently proven that they think that these American right-wingers are gobshites. So, yeah. generally, I don't think China's going to rise to the bait. Uh, it, like, if there's baiting going on, I don't think they're going to be like, yeah, let's get into a war because these some American idiots are calling us names over the coronavirus. They certainly don't care. Most of their populace wouldn't get that news anyway. About yeah. five people are allowed to get news in China. Jokes and... Um, and America has their own issues now. If we're talking about a situation where the conservatives lead this country and they talk about pro-life all the time, they can never call themselves pro-lifers ever again because they don't give a crap about people dying over there. Yeah, I was reading an article actually over that. Um, it was funny. Um, it was one of these. Uh, they've been using the, which of course they would, in some southern states, they've been using the coronavirus lockdown to mm. uh, stop abortions. Yeah. Uh, or to limit abortions because they're saying, oh no, a medical staff needs need, need to be directed yes. in, in the direction of the coronavirus treatment and the pandemic and stuff. Like the, min- the minute it came through and then they were taking their, t- they have been taking their time in allowing access to medical aid and finance, financial medical aid or, or financial aid for medical uh, expenses. Uh, for elderly people uh, who need it because they're they're all getting the coronavirus and getting very yeah. sick over there. So they're allowing old people to die and they're stopping abortions. I, I was, maybe they just really, maybe conservatives or right wingers in America just really, really like babies. <laughs> that's they, that's no, all they but, like. Just like, like puppies and babies. That's well, what they cute, like cute things they can share photos of on the internet. 
Now, I think they like fetuses because as soon as the baby comes out, if the baby is poor, <laughs> if it hasn't earned a bit of money, so the baby is an hour old and they're like, it hasn't pulled itself up by its bootstraps. It doesn't even there have bootstraps. Go. I don't care about that baby anymore. I'm not going to give it any money. They are the worst hypocrites in the world. Anyway, Keir Starmer's chiseled jaw <gasps> from the Batman, Batman the Animated Series. Oh, or the later there was a there was a Superman uh, the Adventures of Superman I think yes, it's called yes it was it came out later and there was a the New Adventures of Batman which was which was a sort of a follow on as well uh, to the Batman by the way that's all come out in HD you can probably get it on a st- streaming service or like me an illegal download um, uh, service and uh, I'm slowly getting my lads into the Batman the animated series yeah Keir Starmer with a strong jaw uh, strong he I, I always uh, uh, liked him see the thing is you would be watching the uh, and apologies to any of those of you over in the UK who may, if there's anyone listening. I know we've got some numbers in the UK from looking at the stats the other night, but I don't know if any of you would have necessarily been Brexit supporters. I would say, if anything, you're Irish people in the UK. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but it, just in case, uh, it's funny because we would listen to the, I don't listen with the whole, um, ger- obviously, journalistic ear of like, well, this we'll respect their vote and this is the way they voted and... Uh, Leo Varadkar and the European Union's yeah. position in general with Brexiters has been well you know we they voted it was a, a democratic vote and they voted to, they elected to leave the EU and we're going to respect the vote and we respect it I personally uh, wanted it to be turned around I always felt they'll, oh, we co- were... they'll cop on at some point and, yeah it's and, an emotional year yeah yeah and it'd be like they'll cop on at some point everything'll go back to normal Everything's going to be fine. There's going to be a recount. They're going to get their ducks in a row. They'll make sure there's another referendum and they'll reverse the decision. And I suppose Keir Starmer, to a certain degree, would have represented uh, a sort of a glimmer of hope in the Theresa May years. Yeah, he was uh, a centrist. And, <laughs> I read Theresa May's name on a on a website this morning as I was, saw the news on the phone because his battles with her were docu- being documented. Yeah. I saw the name Theresa May and I was like, oh my God, yeah, I remember Theresa May. Remember Brexit, the Brexit rows for two years or three years and Theresa May. Remember that? It's, and now Europe is going to have so much of its own stuff to worry about after this. Mm. Like we're talking about Euro bonds and... Uh, and wiping off a debt and, and everything that we've been giving now to be free money and then we've got Northern Europe versus Southern Europe. We have got so much to deal with after this. Brexit is going to be a blip. We're going to be like grand lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you in a while. We can't be dealing with you right now. It's it's going to be very interesting. But Keir Starmer, I think he is a legitimate, he will become a legitimate opposition to the Conservative Party. I think that he can appeal to a wide range of people. Uh, mm. He's trying to bring the Corbynistas along with him who have always... Jesus, what they've done to that party. But um, he doesn't want to be a Blairite, all that kind of stuff. But like, He's a little bit more middle though, isn't he, than, than, uh, than the, Cor- the Corbynistas. And, oh God, uh, completely. And certainly bring the Blairites along with him as well. He's, he will. He even looks like one of the Blair crowd. While he, he does. Well, yeah, doesn't he? So. so it's all like, let's forget about Ed Miliband. Let's forget about Jeremy Corbyn. And let's come back. Let come back over here, lads. Let's. We're in the real world. What about poor old Tom Watson? Do, do, do you think he... Uh, Poor he old fought, Tom. He, he couldn't. I'm sure he'll come back into the fold now that Jeremy Corbyn is gone. Because uh, you maybe, know, obviously yeah. they disliked each other so intensely. Like that was a f- fascinating fight to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, new Labour leader there. We've got a new Labour leader here. Um, I, <laughs> I, I thought Aon had it. 
Or did you? What do you make of Alan Kelly? And uh, yeah, go on. I'll let you go first. Because you're, you're always, a lovely person. I'll let you go first. I've always liked Alan Kelly because of all the fights he had in Europe about going, come here to me, mobile phone charges. You're absolutely taking the piss out of Ireland. This is ridiculous. Now, yeah, that's that's my not my political knowledge of him, but it's the one thing I remember about Alan Kelly is going to Europe and going, no, no, we need to stop these fees. Stop it. What are you doing? Well done, Alan. I remember Alan Kelly. It looked like he wasn't going to get his seat in the last election. Yes. Uh, was it? No, not the last election. Not <gasps> the, the one, one just gone. The one before. And, and, and him being picked up on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah and the oh, screaming. <laughs> that's, that's my abiding association of Alan Kelly. And the, the fact that they call him AK-47. Oh, uh, the shoulders. I'd forgotten about that. Screaming like... <laughs> Yeah! It was like, oh man, man, turn it down, please. And there was a definite cupping of the genitals going on by someone who was lifting him up on the shoulders. One big fan. Maybe that's why he was screaming so loud. I was like, I was like, that cannot be comfortable on poor Alan Kelly there. So uh, he's he's there. We've got a Labour leader. Um, Of course, they're a diminished party, and now we've got to form some sort of a government in Ireland. But I suppose we'll. He's ruled them out already. He's uh, he's yeah. There are a few seats. He says they're not getting involved. Alan Kelly's brother was in a in a a viral thing recently. Did you see that? Uh, For your man from Tenio. What was it? Was that? Um, It was a guy. It was a guy doing something funny at a baseball game. Uh, An Irish guy at a baseball game. I'm going to Google it. Here it is. It wasn't a baseball game. It was uh, the Super Bowl. Irish guy falls asleep at the Super Bowl. Who was it? It was Alan Kelly's brother. (laughs) And I respect him for that because American football is one of the most boring games ever. Although this Super Bowl was actually interesting. Why? Because it it went an awful lot quicker than most normal games. They didn't take as many timeouts and the passing game was better. So I didn't hate it as I do hate most American football. Yeah. You watched the Super Bowl? Oh, give me a break. I watch it for the halftime show. Yeah. And then I just stayed up. Brother of former Labour Party TD Alan Kelly sleeps during Super Bowl. Mr. Declan Kelly, latter who once served as a US economic envoy or envoy to Northern Ireland and who was brother of former Tipperary Labour TD Mr. Alan Kelly. He's not former though, is he? Has been caught sleeping with his mouth wide open during the Super Bowl. Dad sleeping, it's called. Uh, He's best known, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there he is. He was asleep. He went viral for falling asleep. Well uh, done, right. you. Shall we move on? Let's move on. Number three. Coronavirus news is, of course, Pink and her son James. I was going to do this the as well. Actually. Yeah, go on. Well, I just think it's quite interesting when you look at the numbers. Pink has come out uh, with a scathing mm-hmm. message to uh, the American government. Uh, their federal government, of course, and what they're doing. Sorry, j- just to clarify for people, Pink, the singer, Pink. That's who we're talking pink. about. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, pink. sorry. Not Pink is my favourite colour. So she herself has donated one million to her mother's former hospital um, in Philadelphia, I think it is, and another half a million dollars uh, to a testing centre in LA near her. Uh, so that's a lot of money for her to be donating. And she has been scathing about the that's testing that's going on over there. That's not a lot of money for Pink that. to be donating. What Pink well, was? Hold on one second. When you think about Facebook has donated $20 million. Facebook. How many billions are they worth? Amazon, $1 million, And Microsoft, $1 million. You're sitting there going, lads, come on now. She's done an awful lot more than multi-billion dollar companies. Pink's worth $110 million. So that's, that's I'm not, I'm not taking amount. Away, I'm not taking you away from it. A million is a million. I'm just saying... When you're saying it's a lot of money for her to be given, it's like it's it worth is. 110 million. 
No, I'm sorry. When you're talking about companies, right. especially a company. Yeah, like I know, Amazon, but I'm not comparing Pink with Google. I'm comparing Pink with, I don't know, who lives next door to Pink? Pink neighbor. Pink net worth, anyway, with 110. Pink, pink, pink she na- l- lives next to um, pink. James Brown. Uh, she lives James. next to... Oh, you're looking for colours. I'm looking for colours. Come on, keep up. I know you're just up from your nap. Pink's deck next door neighbour is actor Matthew McConaughey. Oh, jeez, I don't think I'd like to live on that straight. Whoa. <laughs> Pink Whoa. and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, my Actually, God. Pink's all right, but Matthew McConaughey, I'd say he's, has a, he's a party. He has the, the loud parties. You'd be shouting oh, sh- over the wall. Hey, Matt, would you keep it down over there for Christ's no. sake? Pink and carry. Put your top on and tell them, tell them young ones to go home. <laughs> Pink and Carrie Hart definitely party harder than Matthew McConaughey because uh, maybe, he's just yeah. smoking all the time so he's asleep. Whereas Pink and Carrie Hart, they drink a lot of Jameson. Oh, right, okay. It's Jameson. her favourite drink. Really? I did not know that. That's why she called her son Jameson. It's her favourite <laughs> drink. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, Alicia Moore called her son Jameson after her favourite drink. So, um, she's donated all this money and also there's news today. Um, uh, what's his name Bill Gates was on The Tonight Show with Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah last night and he has said that he's setting up seven centres uh, to try to find a vaccine and that he's going to waste billions on this but it's better to waste billions now not waste billions necessarily it's not a waste no he, yeah. no, he says that it's going to be a waste lose billions but he says no a lot of it will be a waste because he's fast forwarding the process so he's like, I know right now by setting this up that the first four things we do inside there is going to be a waste of billions. But if I can get this vaccine in 18 months time, then it'll be worth it for the amount of lives that we're going to say. And he's mm-hmm. also said that American states need to go into lockdown for 10 more weeks. And he's been criticizing so many things. And on Twitter, there's so many people going, sorry, who elected Bill Gates king of the world? He doesn't own us. And a lot of people who live on the continent of Africa are like, who is this? Who is, what is this guy doing? Like what? He's going to save, he's not here just to save Africa. There is so much going on with Bill Gates and what he said last night. But again, he's going to waste billions trying to come up with a vaccine. And Pink given $1.5 million and Facebook a paltry $20 million, uh, to try to fight this. And then Amazon, who are asking their customers to donate so that they can help out their own workers because they won't give them any health care. Number four. Liz Hurley's lookalike son, Damien, celebrates 18th birthday in coronavirus lockdown. He's gorgeous. Uh, he's beautiful. He's a beautiful human being, right? Uh, the, the, the thing is with Liz Hurley's 18-year-old son is that it's, it's like he's trying to look like... it's. Because they say he's, he, oh, geez, he looks just like her, right? It's not one of those situations, though, where, you know, where uh, you're out with your mum and uh, your Auntie Mary, who hasn't seen you, or your third cousin, who hasn't seen you, says, Jesus, would you look at, look at your mum? He's the spit of his mother, or he's the spit of, Jesus, isn't he the cut of his dad? Isn't he the, the head, the bop off his daddy? The head, he's yeah. the head off his daddy, yeah. or whatever. Uh, it's not that... The thing is, it's almost like Damien, Damien Hurley, I guess, is trying to look like Liz Hurley rather than actually genuinely looking like Liz Hurley. Like he has grown his hair long. He's got brown hair, but he's got he's grown his or maybe he doesn't. He could have died because it genuinely looks like. And there's one photograph of him sort of hugging a cup for his birth. This is um because he's at home. I wear home alone. Damien shared a snap of himself last night as he prepared to turn to turn 18 today. And it's almost like he has posed the photograph 
to genuinely look like his mam. And I don't think at 18 that I would have tried to look like a dumpy five foot eight nurse for, <laughs> from, I'm Mrs not. Foley can I apologise for your son <laughs> right now and I again I suppose my mum isn't Elizabeth Hurley maybe maybe she's, uh, she's also she's yeah. also too tall for Rob Stark uh, when he's James Bond just letting you know your mum five foot eight he wouldn't be able uh, yeah, to handle my your mum's height I don't, I don't know if she is five foot eight she's, she's five foot something anyway. maybe she's taller than actually my mum she's not 4'11 that's what we'd need for Rob Stark to be James Bond <laughs> so yeah um, I, I just find he, it I I think he's trying to look like you know uh, but they're best they're best buds and they live in a different world where than we do so obviously they live in the celebrity world mm. Steve Bing the, the paternal father, father of yeah. Damien he denied him when he was born. Yeah, I found this story fascinating, actually. Yeah. And get a paternity test, which is just bloody awful. And it was all played out in the papers as though Liz Hurley, multimillionaire, was looking for his millions. It's like, ugh, you're a gross human being. And and Damien, from a very young age, has looked the bulb off his mother. Well, yeah, the, the, the facial features are definitely there. Yes. But then you look at photographs. and But then it's like his eyebrows appear to have, been, like... And Shaped like hers. Uh, but uh, I think he's even wearing the same lip gloss. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's actually trying to look like Liz Hurley. But they're like, There's besties. one thing looking like your mom, but then there's another thing of like trying to look like your mom. Do you know what I mean? But they, they have this relationship and I'm not too sure what Damien's sexuality is and that's, that's, irrelevant. that's beside yeah. the point. But he takes an awful lot of her bikini pics throughout his life. He's been oh, the one I don't know. The I don't know if I'd be done with taking my mom's bikini pics either. No, I certainly. <laughs> so again, my apologies this time to Mrs. Foley. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, they just have a different relationship, and they seem like best friends. And if you want to look, and there are times like think of all the look at the. We'll mention them again. The Hadids. You know, you want look at the all the Kardashians. What's it's a name? different world. Yeah. Okay. It's, fair enough. What's what's her name? Chloe. She didn't look like her sisters and now she's the bulb of her sisters. They all want to look alike yeah. because that's what's thought of as being beautiful. And he's like, my mother is one of the most beautiful women in the world. I'm going to look like her. Fair play to him. He wears amazing jewellery. Well done, Damien, and a happy birthday. Uh, your man Steve's Bing, Bing's money wasn't actually his money either. It was his own dad's money. It's his dad's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a trust fund baby. It's, so, uh, the, so he took the, the Bings to court to get in on the trust set up by his grandfather. Yeah. Uh, Peter Bing because he was born out of wedlock anyway the judge said no you're in Damien was successful along with his there's another gar- there's another kid as well along with his half sister Kira, the daughter of Steve and ex-tennis pro Lisa Bonder uh, so there you go the Bings and Chandler Bing didn't get anything Chandler didn't even get it he just he still lives he broke up with Monica he moved back in with Joey Nothing for so Chernandel. They didn't get anything. That one. Number five. Okay, I'm going to read you a headline and you're going to tell me what you think this person would be wearing. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer dons Catwoman-inspired sweater to oversee renovations on 22.5 million LA mansion. So Michelle Pfeiffer dons Catwoman-inspired sweater. What do you think that would be? What, imagine in your mind's eye, Catwoman-inspired jumper. What, what would that be? Uh... Jeez, you've got me stumped. I'm I the only thing I'm thinking of is Tiger King and dressing like your woman from What was her outfit in Catwoman? Oh, what would you I, think it would be? Like black leather or like Latex? latex. DBC? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. T- tight, slinky. Yeah, and you'd be like, Oh, a bit uncomfortable if you're doing a bit of housework there, Michelle. Yeah. No. 
All she's wearing is a leopard print bloody jumper. The same thing I wear every day. And this headline, guess where it's from, has decided to say Don's Catwoman inspired sweater. Her outfit in Batman Returns was PVC slash latex. Something she Maybe couldn't breathe. Maybe inspired in. in the sense that the print. Uh, the, the, I was talking about Carol Baskin, who runs the uh, one of the oh, right, yes, the, the the cat parks in the Tiger King uh, yeah. documentary. And she wears a lot of leopard print. That's all she wears. She yes. only wears leopard print. All, how long oh, have you known me? Oh Jesus, too long. Uh, I'm how, half leopard, half woman. When do you, when do you see me not wearing leopard print? Yeah, you do wear a good bit of it, all right. You don't run a cat sanctuary or allegedly have but killed someday. your husband. <laughs> someday you uh, will allegedly kill your husband. Number six. This uh, coronavirus thing's getting pretty serious, isn't it? What? Yeah. What is it? I think it's maybe we need to start uh, Taking it seriously? doing a bit on it or something. Or maybe one of our one of our six items in the six bits should be uh, maybe dealing with the coronavirus in some way. Maybe we'll get to it on tomorrow's uh, podcast. Because we re- we really haven't looked into it, actually. We, it's one of those topics we haven't researched. We haven't so, mentioned it, we haven't. ever. Uh, in, in other news, though, uh, Euro Millions, an Irish punter has landed a €500,000 plus what? prize as a ticket was sold in the east. Uh, so somewhere over on the east and maybe Dublin area of the country. We're reading a lot of bad news in the statistics of the coronavirus of east. Anytime you hear like, the east of the country, east of the country, east of the highest numbers in the east of the country, highest percentage of confirmed cases in the east of the country. Here's a, here's a, a bit of good news for the east of the country. Uh, 500,000. Imagine being in the middle of a lockdown, though. I, I keep thinking this, because there have been a few winners. There was another winner of um, another big amount, was it, uh, last week. And I keep thinking, because like, you can't get it, you can't go to the to the lottery HQ and get your, your check. No. You you can't even ring them. Did you know this? That if you have a, a win higher than 15,000 euro, uh, this is according to the lotto website, you have to email them, because they're... The thing is, there's no staff there. So you email them and they'll get back to you by email. Imagine winning like a million and then getting in touch and going, Dear sir or madam, I'm just checking my numbers here. Just check. And then they have to do it all remotely, I guess, because you can't do that, go through the normal procedures. And oh, then Lord. imagine being given a million quid and being like, There's nothing I can do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just. I, I can't. You know, it's not like you can go and see a new house remotely. Well, you can, I suppose, on the internet, but it's like. You can go and live in it. It's not like you can move. It's not like you can get the, the movers out to move you. Uh, no, you'd you, have to do it yourself in car within a two kilometre radius. So you can oh, do or the what, house what, down you, the road. You could only live, <laughs> buy a nearby house. Or what you yeah. could do is with your million. Oh, here's, a, here's an idea. You could buy a house two kilometres away from you, right? Move yeah. all of your stuff to that house. Yeah. And then buy another house another two kilometres away from you. Sell the old house and so on. Until so just eventually, leapfrog until, until eventually you make it you get to, to where carry. Matt Damon is in Kalini. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know if five hundred grand would get you the move, but you know what I'm saying. You if you could, want a few million, it'd be nice. But it yeah, could I, be like pink. You could donate it. We are out of time. We've done six bits. I wanted to do uh, uh, emails. Actually, we've got a few of them in. Uh, you can send them into us. We'll do them on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you for getting in touch. And Mwern, how are your hemorrhoids? My piles are giving me jip. Our email address is sixbitspot at gmail.com. And where are we doing one on a Sunday? Will we do an actual short one tomorrow? I'm doing a, 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 a table quiz tonight with like 40 people. So I don't know what state I'll be in, but we will. Yeah. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.